the podcast at forallourkids.com. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in listening to stories from India. The stories are geared towards children, but adults enjoy them just as much. If you like this podcast, be sure to check out our website, forallourkids.com. You will find lots of interesting content, including free puzzles, articles on parenting and education, and more. Today's podcast is an adaptation from the tales of Paramartha Guru and his disciples. Paramartha Guru and his disciples were a series of stories written by a Jesuit priest named Besky. He was known as Virama Munivar in Tamil. The tales follow a guru and his five disciples. Simply put, none of them is very smart or self-aware. They are constantly wading through misadventures. Paramartha Guru and his disciples. Story 1. The Sleeping River. Paramartha Guru was resting under a peepal tree. Hmm. Lunch was good, especially the vada, he thought to himself. Now all I need is a quick nap to refresh myself. His eyes closed as a gentle breeze ruffled the leaves and cooled him. Have you ever taken a nap under a tree? If you haven't, You should try it. It is so relaxing. Just as he began to dream about laddus and jalebis, there was a raucous cry. Paramartha Guru snapped awake and looked around him. No, there wasn't any wild beast in sight. Just some crows fighting over pieces of vada thrown out after lunch. You know, I think that lunch must have been very good. Everything is about the vada so far. Ha! The guru said, "Now that I'm awake, I suppose we should start on our plans to visit the other villages." Paramartha Guru clapped his hands and called out to his disciples. "You're going to love their names: Matti, the dolt; Madayan, the ignorant one; Pedai, the simpleton; Milecha, the vain one; and Mudan." the numskull all five disciples came running to their master and stood with folded hands and heads bowed he told them my dear students remember our plans to go from village to village i think it is time we started on that we can enlighten the people to live wisely i am sure that they will be happy to receive our guidance go ahead and make the necessary preparations. Hmm. I wonder what kind of guidance this guru is going to give. The disciples were excited to share their knowledge with the common folk. After all, who doesn't like to think that they know more than the others around them? So they cried out, "Long live our guru!" and went to pack. Now remember, this was in the olden days. They had to take all the things that they needed for their stay, including pots and pans and rice and dal when they went on these trips. Each disciple ended up having to carry two heavy bags. They also had to walk to the next village. Matti and Mudan led the way. The guru with his long flowing beard and big belly was in the middle. The other three followed behind. The heavy bags slowed them down, but there was no one asking, 
Are we there yet? The disciples were a cheerful bunch and believed with all their hearts that the villagers were blessed to be guided by their clever guru. They even sang songs praising their guru and congratulating the common folk on their good fortune. Eventually, they came to a river. Pedai looked up at the orange and gray sky peeking between the tree branches. Master, it is evening and we still haven't reached the next village. What do we do now? he asked. The village is on the other side of the river. Let us eat our dinner on this river bank while there is still some light. Then we can walk across the river, Paramartha told them. Pedai and Milecha brought dry twigs and branches. Marian brought stones to place on top of the firewood. They built a roaring fire to cook the rice together with dal and spices and made khichdi. Delicious, Mudan licked his fingers clean. They must have been hungry after all that walking. Matti, check if the river is sleeping or awake, Paramartha ordered. What? Why, master? Matti sounded baffled. Well, yes, if someone asked me that, I would be baffled too, wouldn't you? Well, my boy, if the river is awake, it may swallow us when we walk across. Matti was touched by his guru's words. How wonderful it is to serve a guru who is so kind, concerned and wise, he thought. I wouldn't call that guru wise, would you? What was all that about the river being awake or asleep? Matti was still baffled. But how do I find out if the river is sleeping or awake, he thought. Twisting and turning around, he noticed the embers of the burning logs. He carried one of those logs to the river and put it in the water. Hiss! sizzled the log. Terrified, Mati threw the log up in the air and ran back to his master. Master, master, you are correct as always. The river is awake and terribly angry. We can't cross over to the other bank now. Paramartha Guru and all his disciples stood staring at the angry river. It is not a good idea to cross the river. They spoke in hushed tones. Not when it is so angry. Maybe if they waited a while, the river would calm down and go to sleep. And so they waited. The orange sky turned grey and then black. It was a beautiful night. The river sparkled in the moonlight. Have you ever noticed that waiting is a hard thing to do? The six of them shared dark stories about people they knew who had drowned in rivers. And one by one, they dropped off to sleep. When the guru woke up, dawn was breaking. He sat up and looked toward the river. There it was, flowing calmly. He shook the others awake. Look, the river is calm now. It must have gone to sleep. 
Go check now, Matti. Matti picked up the log he had thrown earlier and walked bravely. He dipped the log into the river. This time around, there was only the sound of the flowing water. The river wasn't angry anymore. Paramartha and his disciples entered the river holding each other tightly. Slowly and steadily, they walked across without stumbling until they reached the other side. This is the end of today's podcast. Come back next week to hear about how a fellow traveler solves the mystery of the man swallowed by the river. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.